Welcome to World Changes, a podcast exploring the trends making an enduring mark on our world of work and how business leaders, HR teams and internal communicators can stay one step ahead. When almost everything's in the cloud and the amount of data we're storing is reaching hundreds of zettabytes each year and growing, what happens when the servers crash or our cloud storage becomes full? How do we organise information and make sure that institutional knowledge isn't lost and that our people have what they need to work collaboratively? This is a topic we'll be exploring with our Head of Creative Consultancy and veteran Scarlett Abiter, Craig Bentley, who, at this point in his essay career, 17 years and counting, is basically a walking server. Later in this episode, I chat with Craig to find out if we've got our heads too far in the digital cloud and what our reliance on tech might mean for knowledge sharing. But first, we had a few questions for our colleagues and comms friends. What is your biggest file-saving bugbear or solution? Hello, I'm Lydia Edwards-Massey, Head of Project Delivery, and my biggest filing bugbear is indeed a lack of filing. A sensible and consistent folder structure where things are saved logically with a consistent file naming system brings huge efficiencies. It cuts searching time massively and helps new starters or those who may not be as familiar with the work to access files with ease. Also, version control and folders for old or redundant work are your friend. Use them. Hi, my name's Jim. I'm the office manager at Scarlett Abbott. And I like to look after the building and the people in it. Keeping your data safe and readily available in the event of a disaster is crucial, as is the speed at which you can gain access to those files. Making use of the cloud and on-premises for backups as part of your three-to-one principle and using one of the many service providers to ensure safe and quick access to your data. I think my bugbear is just how physically fragile our data can be. Um, I was backing up my photography projects archive the other day and I pulled a wire and the hard drive in seeming slow motion crashed to the floor and that was it. The drive no longer reads. Um, I usually have everything in my online Dropbox, but larger volumes of data stored in the cloud are just pretty expensive for consumers and I tried to save money and store it locally. That was a big mistake. Hi. I'm Pete Fletcher, Creative Consultant at Scarlet Abbott. Now, we've all experienced something like this. You're looking for a file on the server or on the cloud, and you go to the folder where it should be, and it's not there. Or there are multiple files, and you've no idea which is the latest. Or even worse, it keeps erroring when you try to open it. This can be infuriating, but I've got some tips to help avoid these situations, which may just save your bacon one day. Number one, name your files consistently. The three essentials are client reference, job code, and project name. If you do this, it will stand out if it's in the wrong place and it'll be easy to put back where it should be. Number two, create a clear version control numbering system. The basics are to give the latest file the highest number. There's automatic version history with Office 365 and across Teams. However, PDFs and other files don't always have the same level of safety, so it's worth having a fallback. And finally, number three, avoid punctuation. Punctuation in file names can cause lots of problems. Systems and servers not saving the files correctly, file errors, files failing to open, or security software marking them as dangerous. Commas, hyphens, dashes, symbols, glyphs, avoid them all. Stick to letters, numbers, and underscores. Within the film team at Scarlet Abbott, we are always dealing with huge file sizes. Now our solution for this is to go entirely cloud-based. Now I've been in the industry a long time 
and have since storage solutions and backups changed dramatically. Gone are the days of having backup hard drives and backing up the backups onto physical tapes and then backing up the physical tapes onto more backups. Now, because we're cloud-based, all of the backups are automatically off-site. So it takes that worry and that process away from us, which means we can focus on doing the creative fun stuff. When we want to find a single source of truth on Scarlet Abbott lore and legend, we turn to Craig Bentley. With 17 years tenure, he's the longest serving member of the team and he's seen a lot in his time. From processes to platforms, projects to pitches, Craig's seen it all and that institutional knowledge is gold. But what if Craig walked out one day and never came back? What would happen? How much essential know-how would walk out the door with him? Would all the online processes fall down? I'm obviously joking and would never wish to see Craig leave, but it's a real concern for most organisations. What happens to the knowledge we don't share? And even if we do share it online without a clear pathway to all that expertise, is it trapped in a digital no man's land? I caught up with Craig to talk about digital dark age. <laughs> Craig Bentley, welcome to the World Changers podcast. It's a pleasure to have you here. Thank you for having me. Well, you're a pretty great example of institutional knowledge, Mr. Bentley. I suppose, how does it feel to be a walking Wikipedia of Scarlet Abbott? <laughs> walking Wikipedia? Um, well, I guess that could mean I'm a walking fountain of knowledge, so that feels pretty good. Um, yeah. But also, people say Wikipedia is full of shit, so and can't be trusted. <laughs> so I think I'll go with the first one, you know, that, that's probably more me. <laughs> The fountain of knowledge and the fountain of the everlasting youth as well, I'm sure. But yeah, you're right. Wikipedia is such, it's it's a strange one. Like I don't actually, with our writing team, I always say never find your sources on Wikipedia because it's open source. It can be changed all the time. Not always verifiable. Um, but I wonder with this legend, this reputation, does it lead to more, can you just? Yeah, definitely. Um, I guess like, and I don't mind that either because that's part of my job like that absolutely means like uh, uh, more can you just or have we ever's or do we have examples of um but that's all part of my role and how I can help save people time add knowledge add value that's what I do so I'm happy to do that and you know it's funny because um <laughs> I'll be doing something and even if you've not been anywhere near the project or touched it and you're just maybe walking behind me you might just say a little something just to help you sleep better at night. Am I right? <laughs> You're 100% right, yeah. <laughs> I guess um, you you are the, the kind of folklore of this business because you've, you've been there, seen it, done it all. But how do you protect yourself? How do you make sure people don't just ping you all day and ask you where stuff is? What, what's the best way of doing that? I think that... It's been hard because obviously as the business grows, you can't, you can't answer everyone all day long. And there needs to be kind of procedures and processes in place so that everyone's clear on where to find stuff and where the first place to look is rather than always coming to you. Um, but sharing, sharing those processes with the team in different ways and having a consistency in how we, we store files and, and name files and, and all that, that's that's key to this. And that's how I, I try and avoid being the person that is this, the, everyone's reliant on, basically. Yeah, and I guess there's a certain pedantry that has to come with that. But I appreciate and enjoy that pedantry because, you know, someone's got to 
someone's got to make the rules to organize the fun right and I suppose how do you end up not with like version 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 final final point two oh like how do you what's your benchmark best practice I suppose I guess like clarity and consistency is the key to that like um how we store files has changed over the years and recently with like the increase in remote working this has led to like new ways of working so new ways of saving and storing files so for example like we've we've always had a work server and up until a couple of years ago like we just saved files on the server and all files were saved on the server but then covid happened and we moved into the world of sharepoint and teams and that got introduced so everything was getting saved here there and everywhere and then there was no rhyme or reason to it and there was no rules in place but as monica says on friends rules help control the fun so <laughs> you're not feeling frustrated and confused where to save things so by implementing those processes um, and matching up a way of saving so that on the server and on teams it was aligned um, that totally changed how we work and now everything's more streamlined and um, can be found easily and people know where to look for things. Mm, that's nice because otherwise it can be like a wild west of a job bag from personal experience. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> because that knowledge can't just be kept to you and, and it sounds like and I know actually you're the person who loves to pass on knowledge but how do you make sure your voice is heard and your knowledge is shared across the business without coming across like um like a pedant I guess I guess I do come across as a pedant quite a lot but um <laughs> I think it all starts with the onboarding process so as people join the business being clear in the processes from the start and um, this is how we do things here and getting off on the right foot from the start but it doesn't stop there as well. Like, uh, as we know, things are constantly changing. Like with that example, I just give the way we store files is constantly changing. So you have to like be able to communicate that constantly in different ways. Um, and thinking about it, like how, how you can then make people aware of it, take note of it, but importantly, like implement that and, and implement those actions into the way they work as well, because it's all good, well and good saying that we've got these processes, but people not actually doing them. Um, mm. And this is like, I think that's like any important announcement as well. It might need communicating in different ways. So digitally through Teams and email like announcements, but also then reinforcing that message through meetings and through managers. We have internal like excellence workshops that get recorded as well. So people know new ways of doing things. Um, but people like to take on board information in different ways. So not just sending out an email and hoping people it lands with people. You need to like constantly come up with different ways of and different very varying ways of how you can tell tell those those messages that you need to. Mm. I mean, you talked about excellence there. Our CEO Jeremy. Um, constantly uses this phrase and I think it's a really good way of explaining what we're all about like excellence is the next five minutes it's not tomorrow it's not unachievable you do it right here in the next five minutes now and it's become a mantra it's become um kind of a catchphrase almost of our working practices and our culture but is it, is it something you stand by 
Oh, yeah, it's pretty, it's probably. I, I know, I know. Jez says it a lot, but it's it's what I live by as well. Um, and that that could be from taking the time to actually save a, a file onto the server in the right name um, rather than just dumping it somewhere. Like it doesn't have to be something so lofty. It's taking the time to make sure that you're sharing things in the right way for others um, and that it isn't everything isn't just in your head. Somebody might need to pick up a project and um, have nothing, no, no sort of context on what it is. So if you can name things and store things in the right way, it makes their life a lot easier. Speaking of which, we've just been uh, launching a kind of SharePoint content hub for one of our clients, haven't we? And um, I love that we built in that governance on file names from day one, because it would be so easy for me to send them image one, image two, image three, image four for that story. But um, what did you do? So just to make, yeah, so we had a, a job where we were sharing files with the client and those files are then going to be uploaded onto SharePoint in different ways and different articles. And just so that it's really clear, it's it's coming up with that, that sort of process at the start to go, this is how we're going to name a file so that you are clear on where you need to put it, you're clear on where it is in the job bag, and then nobody's, and it doesn't slow down the process of going, here's story one, and we have story one for three different articles and you all have the, the file name the same. If you've got a, a story and it's got multiple images in, if you name them all, so image one, two, and three, but it isn't in the the way that they're um, laid out in the article, that could get confusing. So it's just being clear on where the stories sit, but also having that consistent naming across multiple articles to make it as easy as possible. Yeah, and it's almost like if you set out those rules internally first like we're just an extension of that client's team right so we've all agreed to these rules and therefore if we break them it's our fault right and no wonder it gets confusing so it's a good way of setting up a job like that I really enjoyed it and I think you know we've had some great feedback from the client too um thinking about our listeners what would you recommend to other internal communicators who are trying their best to be the sat nav of their business yeah I said though don't underestimate the importance of it as well and take take that pedancy if you need to because um, there is an importance in that and the time you save and the value you can add to others by creating those those guidance and those processes will be so worth it in the long run. Um, so so don't be afraid to take excellence in the next five minutes and, and, and be, be quite hard on that. Um, but... But having said all that as well, like we're in danger of kind of losing that knowledge that, that a conversation can have with a colleague. And it's a lot easier now to just go and search on Teams for mm. a subject or a file and then not get what you need out of it. Whereas having a conversation with somebody who might know about those things could unearth something that you, that is nothing to do with that, but might be really valuable to you. So. I'd say as much as we put those procedures in place and we create those rules and we have that governance across it, we should never look to kind of fully get rid of the conversation because pinging somebody and saying, 
do you have any knowledge on this can be a lot quicker than actually searching mm. on teams and a lot more valuable um mm. so we shouldn't lose that yeah and i think I think it's also about knowing the way that some people are working. Like if you know that you're working with a really feckless person and you both have competing <laughs> priorities, <laughs> like my competing priority might be very different from yours on a, on a job. I'm not, you know, at all referencing myself as a feckless person here. But like if you know you're working with someone like me, um, then actually... <laughs> Maybe you just taking that extra two minutes to explain why you've done something to me will make me fall back in line. Somebody needs to, like exactly like you said, rules organise the fun. Somebody needs to own that. And if you don't have that in your business, then maybe that person needs to be you. Yeah, yeah. And that's what, how I like to think of it. <laughs> Well, I can't wait for many more years of your um, gorgeous pedantry. I love it. I think it makes such a difference. Um, and if you went here, it'd be anarchy. So thanks. Thanks for your tenure. Thanks for your rules. And thanks for the interview. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Cheers, Craig. Thanks. If you want to explore this topic a little more, do join us later this month for our webinar where you can put our questions to our expert panel. We'll share the details in the show notes and on our social channels. Want to continue the conversation in the meantime, do come and chat to us over on Twitter at Scarlet Abbott or drop us an email at hello at scarletabbott.co.uk. We'll see you next time for another dive into World Changes 2023. World Changes is a podcast by employee engagement consultancy Scarlet Abbott, hosted by L. Bradley Cox. Find out more at scarletabbott.co.uk. Thank you.